The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth annual Box to Row Countdown to Kickoff. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, August the 3rd. I'm Donald Ware. The HBCU Football Daily Podcast continues, of course. Hope you enjoyed the show yesterday where we talked uh, some MEAC football and what happened uh, in terms of the predicted order of finish in the all-conference teams at the MEAC on Friday. Joining us, as you can see him right there, if you're watching this podcast, of course, if you're listening, Online in his second season as the head football coach at St. Augustine's is David Bowser. He's also the athletics director. No stranger to the CIAA. Obviously, been at, was at Fayetteville State for many, many years. Part of uh, what we do with the countdown to kick off in the Raleigh and Durham area. Didn't have it this year, but we look forward to having it on next year as Coach Bowser joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Bowser? What's going on, my brother? Good to see you, man. I really appreciate everything you're doing and that you were able to pull this off this year. Uh, I know uh, last year we, we were able to do it a little differently, but you're knocking it out. I'm doing a great job as usual. And I'm, I'm just considered an honor to be here with you all today. No question. Now, you before we jumped on, you, you, rightful, you said something right. Of course, Shaw and St. Augs are both in Raleigh. I see the I see you got the championship trophy. You called me out for going with Coach Jones first. I mean, probably probably rightfully so. Uh, right. But I mean, I guess at the same time, you, you're the one that's got that trophy sitting right there. You you yeah, guys beat y'all yeah. last year. Yeah, we we we're gonna um once we start practice, we're gonna go ahead and put the trophy away. But we just had it out these last couple of days as the guys are checking in for camp. But when uh, Mr. Jeffries came to me and told me that uh, you wanted me to get on, and he said, and he's already done, uh, Shaw, I said, wait a minute now. So I said, I got to let Mr. Ware know, hey, hey, I expected at least you to reach out to me first. And I don't know, but it's okay. (laughs) The robbery is always ongoing. Of course, we're here in Raleigh as well, 1.8 miles away, uh, separate Shaw uh, and St. Augs. Even before we get into the football, and I know your guys – um, are, are, are what reported your guys have already yes, reported sir. you guys yeah, are we're in process. So you're, you're getting that rocking and rolling. How do you, like I was over in your office. What was that going back to May had a chance to see the campus again, hadn't been on campus for quite some time. You're also the athletics director at St. Augustine's, right? So when I'm there, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking to you and you know, three or four people are talking to you. Everybody's how do you do both the head football coach and the athletics director at St. Augustine's University. 
Well, the, the thing about it here, uh, really fortunate, is that I've got some great people around uh, around me that help out greatly. You know, Mr. Anthony Jeffries, uh, Mr. Leon Carrington, uh, Ms. Dorothy Neal, uh, they do an outstanding job. And then over the last couple of uh, months, uh, the institution has made some adjustments and uh, brought in a veteran, uh, outstanding leader who's, who's done some great things throughout the country at different uh, HBCUs, uh, Dr. Lynn Dawson. And what he's been able to be is a uh, sounding board. Uh, his wisdom and his experience has been great. So you kind of look at it where do, doing both things uh, are not that hard when you got great people around you. It's just like coaching a football team. You know, you got 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. You got special teams. So you got to have a great staff, which I'm blessed to have with our football staff. You know, uh, associate head coach Graham Hobbs, assistant coach, defensive coordinator Stephen Tate, offensive coordinator Anthony Barber. I mean, so those three guys right there, they help take a lot of pressure off of me from the football standpoint. So, so having great leaders on the administrative side and then having great leaders on the football side, I think it really helps take some of the pressure off of me. Well, let's talk some football. Maybe a, a, a maybe not the season you, you know you wanted on, on last year, but you come into a bit of a tough situation uh, coming in. Of course, you, everybody's coming off of of COVID. Um, your thoughts on the 2021 football season? Well, I would say this: the the plan when when I got here and what we as a staff had committed to is, I told them I wanted to go young, and so we had 75 high school kids on the roster last year. 59 high school kids that transition and lettered. Uh, so while a lot of people come into a new job and they kind of go into transfer portal or they're trying to get kids to transfer, that that's not the route I wanted to go because uh, what I wanted to be able to do is come into St. Augustine's and I'm looking for a five to 10 year plan. You know, I want, I want to build something that if and when it's time for me to go, the, the, the stable, the facilities, the things are going to be in a better place than I found. It. And so that that was my vision is, is you want to win. You want to win every game, the competitive side of it. But I don't want to just win for the moment. I want to build something that can continue to grow and develop. You know, being an ACC country, man, you, you know, and, and it's hard to say the example, but I got to give you one of the best examples. You know, uh, Dean Smith probably hadn't coached since, what, 97, but the foundation that he laid in Chapel Hill, it still resonates. The coaches may have changed, but the mystique and the pride and the love, it still is there. So that's kind of what I equate it to is that I want to be able to build something with some young men that come here, they'll graduate, and then when they leave, they're going to want to give back. They're going to want to bring their families back. So this is more of a not just bringing in something, winning a championship, and everybody's happy but more or less building champions. And, and, and that's what I want to do. Just, just build something here where our program will outlast me. And I tell the guys all the time, if you can build something that outlasts you, you've done something great. No doubt about it. You know, when you look at, at last year, right, but you look at, I think to the point, I mean, you win the last game and, and it's a rivalry game, right? And it's, and, and it's Shaw and Shaw was competing for a Southern Division crown last year how important not only the win because it's a rivalry game but how important was that when when you look at coming into this season with a little bit of momentum well I think the the biggest thing about that win in that game so the first thing here Shaw was three points or maybe one big play from being the Southern Division champs coach Adrian Jones is a great coach 
Coach Adrian Jones has built a great program over at Shaw. So the, that win was special, and it helped us not only to springboard into the season, but well before that, we had a great session of winter workouts. We had a great spring practice. We've had a good summer. And the reason why is because we finished on a positive note because we beat a very good football team. We beat probably the best or the second best team in the Southern Division and one of the top four teams in the CIAA last year. You know, so they played Wingate close. They played Davison close. And then the game that they had lost to Fayetteville, who was an eight and two team and only had lost the Bowie State Championship. So when you look at it, uh, it was it was great from the standpoint that we had an opportunity to to just get our kids some good confidence after having a, a, a long season where we were in games, but we didn't finish. The most thing the most thing I was proud of with them about this game at the end of the year was we finished. When we finally got the lead, we held on to the lead, and then we had to break up a pass at the end of the game to win. So it built a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence amongst the guys as we went into the winter workouts. In this day of the transfer portal, uh, NIL, et cetera, you mentioned all of the young guys uh, that you had. You had, had a, you know, again, you're trying to build something, but how do you convey that to them, particularly? last year when you didn't have the kind of season that you wanted to see for them to ultimately stay and be part of this, of, of building the legacy as you talked about. Well, because like when we took and reported the camp last year um, at the beginning of the season and we got in our first team meeting, the first thing I did was I did a roll call and it did it by class. I said, okay, how many seniors do we have? Stand up. We had five. I said, how many juniors do we have? We had six. So basically what I did is we worked our way down. And then I said, okay, freshmen and redshirt freshmen stand up. And that was pretty much 90-some percent of the room. And what I had to tell the guys was all the time, I said, hey, this is the vision. This is the plan. And you just got to stay the course. Trust what we're trying to do. And here's another thing. So we're in fall camp last year, and we finally were able to get a weight room. But here's the thing. We lost lifting in the month of August because they had to take the old weight room out and then they had to come in and build a new weight room. So we were basically, and Coach Kevin Maroney did a great job of catching us back up. And I think that's what happened by the time we got to the end of the season to play Shaw's. The guys were actually getting stronger because we lost fall camp of not being able to really be in the weight room. Now, we did some stuff with weights outside, the Flintstone-type weights and stuff. But that's that's not the same as, as moving that real weight. But um, Coach Maroney did a great job of catching us up, and I think that that showed towards the end of the season. And then it just sprang into the winter workouts in the spring where the guys did an outstanding job of wanting to get back in the weight. David Bowser in his second season as the head football coach at St. Augustine's. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's talk some personnel. Who is, is Christopher Perkins, your quarterback, going into to camp he, he came on uh, for you towards the latter part of the season last year so the way I look at it is based on how he finished the last two games Chris goes in the starter but Donovan Bruinton had a good enough spring that he pushed Chris that he could easily be the starter as well and then the ace in the hole is we, we got a lefty who transferred in his name is Kobe Clifton young man from right outside of uh Charlotte, North Carolina, and Harrisburg, and Kobe 
when he first came out in the spring, he was rusty. You know, he hadn't played in a while after he transferred in, so he wasn't with us in the fall. Comes out in the spring, was a little rusty at first, but by the time we, we finished spring, Kobe was making the throws that we needed. He was making the reads. He got better. So, really, we got three guys that are very competitive when you walk into that room that they could do the job. Chris is going to start out because somebody's got to go out number one when you do the first team session. So he's going to go out one. But I'm very comfortable that if Donovan had to play, we could use him and that Kobe's going to get to the point where if we need him, we can use him. And then we got three freshmen that we signed who I'm hoping we'll be able to redshirt them and then let them go in the spring and see who stays at the position and who might get moved. But I want to give all three of them a chance. And then just like we found Perkins, one of them might get a few reps and start sticking out to you because Perkins was our fifth-string quarterback last fall. And by the end of the season, he was our guy. And you you know what's interesting? Like you mentioned the young guys. I mean, I look at your key returners. So every it's there's one of the – I think it's, it's about 10 players here – of the 10, only one is a grad. Everybody's either a sophomore or redshirt sophomore, to your point. And the quarterback, whoever, whether it's Chris or whoever it is, going to have, you know, Anthony Archie to throw the football to, going to have Christopher Pitts, going to have DeAndre Proctor, going to have a tight end and Leon Goldsboro. All of those young men are sophomores. So you're looking at a progression, to your point, of guys, you know, being able to get something done with some familiarity from last year and then not only this upcoming season, but moving on to the uh, in, in, in seasons to come. Exactly. And that's and that, uh, Mr. Ware, was the whole objective was to find talented young men and let them grow together. And that's what you want, because now what will happen is when when we bring in that next class, those guys, uh, the Chris's, the Leon's, the Archie's, the Pitts, they'll be juniors and seniors. And they'll be showing those guys, hey, this is how we do Falcon football. This, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how we care. And they're, and they're teaching each other. Because if you think about it, now they're over in, in the uh, residence hall. They're in the rooms. They're talking about football. They're watching film together. Those guys are developing the younger guys. So what I envisioned was last year we come in, we take our knocks, which is a part of the process when you're young. But the one thing you can't replace is game experience. So all those guys, like on the O-line, those receivers, our quarterbacks between Perkins and Bruinton, they got game experience last year. That's invaluable. You can't replace game experience. So once they go from having eight games under their belt to moving to having 10 more games to their belt, hopefully 11, maybe 12, by the time they're juniors, they're seasoned. you know. And then most of our competition last year were heavy laden with seniors because of the COVID year. You know, so the main the main ones in our conference graduating 22 guys, 18 guys, 16 guys. And what are we doing? We're bringing that many guys back on each side of the ball. So that's what I feel good about. At some point, we're going to get to the point where it's like this. And then we see who makes the move up. You would talk quarterback. We talk our quarterbacks. We talk receivers, running backs. Who Who's going to be? that guy or those guys to tote the rock for you this year? Well, well right now, uh, Jarvis Dudley has come in and done an outstanding job. Uh, Jarvis Dudley is from E. Smith, Fayetteville kid. I was recruiting him when I was at Fayetteville State. Then uh, when I left, he fell off their board. 
So he was available, and I, I mean, I liked him there, and I would have fought for him to, to get there if I'd have still been there. But with me leaving, they decided to go with another running back. So I got back in touch with Jarvis, and he's here with us, and he had a great spring. He lost weight. He even went out there with the track team and got faster, and he had a great spring. So he's going to be great. Uh, Cameron Moore, who is one of those ideal ideal kids to have in the program, Cameron's dad played running back at James Madison. Uh, Cameron is going to be an outstanding guy for us, had a great spring. And so those two guys are going to be our main guys. And then we had Avante George, another mid-semester transfer uh, for us this past year. Because another secret I'll tell you this is we knew what certain um, needs we had in the fall. We saw where some of our deficiencies were. So we were able to bring in five guys at mid-semester to help fill those needs. So they went through spring practice, and that makes it big. So, you know, but they were young guys, though. They were still young. They might have been at a school for a year, a year and a half. So that was perfect to bring in a few guys who fit your needs, and they've got some college experience underneath their belt. But the running back position right now is going to be Jarvis Dudley, Cameron Moore, and Avante George. David Bowser, the head football coach at St. Augustine's, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. He's also the athletics director there at St. Augustine's. Who are you expecting to step up for you? Give us some names in terms of on the defensive side of the football. Oh, it's going to start up front. Marcus Davis and Thomas Washington. Got two interior guys. I'm, I'm excited about them. They bring the experience that you want because of the fact uh, Thomas transferred from North Carolina A&T. Uh, Marcus he played for us at Fayetteville State, and then eventually you got the possibility of a young man like Lee Sales who came into his own. Now, Joe Harris, outstanding linebacker, outstanding linebacker at St. Augustine's for three, four years. He graduates. Now it becomes Lee Sales' defense, and I think Lee is going to do an outstanding job. Uh, I can't talk enough about a young man named Jerron Hinton. Jerron uh, from Eastern North Carolina played at Northeastern High School up there in that Elizabeth City State, Elizabeth City area, excuse me, outstanding player. Uh, Jerron brings an edge to him. He can cover. He's physical. He's a great athlete. When he gets the ball in his hand, he knows how to make plays. So there's just so many pluses on that defensive side of the ball. But it's going to start with, with Thomas Washington, Marcus Davis, then Lee Sales, uh, Jell and that linebacker core together, and Jerron Hinton. And then I'm going to tell you this, uh, Chris Pitts moved over to defense. He's going to start at corner for us. So what we did during the spring was we looked at how fast Chris was. He's got great ball skills. He's also a return specialist for us. So kind of what we did was we said, look, man, just give it a try. You already know how to play receiver. We know you're good at it. Uh, give, give us a chance over there on, on defense. And after about the third day, he started picking off passes and breaking them up. We were like, man, you're not going back to offense. And he embraced it. He's having a blast. And, and I told him, I said, that's what we recruit. We recruit guys who can play both sides of the ball, you know, because if you're at a four-string running back, but I can move you over to defense and you can break the two deep because the objective is to get you on the field, then we're going to put you in that position. So our focus – it's more on finding a way to get our best athletes on the field. And, and that's why we like guys who, who could go both ways, uh, maybe in high school, or they're athletic enough that if you move them to the other side of the ball, that they could make plays. And then lastly, Coach Bowser, we appreciate the, the time. You know, I, I looked at your schedule. So you've got a nice stretch 
you know, in the latter part of the season, we got three straight home games. Um, you open the season again at Tusculum, a, a sack yes. team, which is generally has, a, has is a tough game, has a tough program. Talk about the schedule, but specifically, you know, that three game home stretch towards the latter part of the season. Well, the, the three game home stretch is going to be great from a football coach's standpoint, but it could be something to drive you crazy from an administrative standpoint. So I got to juggle it with both <laughs> That's hats. Right. That's right. I'm looking at that because, you know, you, you got to hope everything's hitting right. Um, and homecoming is going to be on the 15th of October. And then you got two games after that. So you got to make sure it's still interesting enough that folks are going to come and still uh, come to those last two. But really the part of the schedule that, that, that kind of intrigues me is that three-week stretch of us having to play Virginia State, Bowie, and Virginia Union, who are probably, without a doubt, the three best teams in the North consistently. You know, you're talking about two of the teams are the last ones that will have won the CIAA championship, and Union's always in the mix. Coach Parker does a great job with his program. So I feel like we're playing the toughest CIAA schedule this year. And like you said, Tuscan's very good. And then Limestone has brought back the head coach who had some success there a few years ago before he left to go coach in the NFL. So my take is we, we've got a very tough schedule. And the biggest thing is using those first couple of weeks to build depth. And what I hope is that we have our true identity by the time we hit that three home game stretch, because if that plays out right, that could really take it down to the stretch where those last couple of games could be for the Southern division. So that's, that's the mindset that we're taking into it is that we want to start early and be well-prepared, uh, build our depth and then see what we, and what we can do on the Southern side. St. Augustine's Falcons opened the season on Thursday, September 1st, as mentioned at Tusculum again in his second season as the head football coach of St. Augustine's is David Bowser, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Bowser, I appreciate the time. Listen, I had you on, let's see, probably three or four minutes longer than I had Coach Jones on, <laughs> even though I had him on first. That's got it. You got to give me some credit. Hey, it's got to count for something. I, hey, I give you that. Isn't it something, you know, when you get caught in the middle of a robbery, because it's always you're going to ask, well, how long did he go? Make sure I made. I want to be like, and he said, well, do we need to reschedule? No, because I don't want him to wind up getting You know, and then I not get on. I No, I want to make sure, uh, one, because I really enjoy and I love what you do. And secondly, it's just awesome because, especially with the CIAA, uh, we play great football in the CIAA. I tell people every week is a battle and a robbery. And because they don't understand, they're like, well, every game is tough. You don't have, I said, because it's a battle and a robbery. The, the history is rich. You know, you run across two people, they might be from Union and they graduated for some people from St. Aug and they taught school together in Richmond, Virginia. That thing runs deep. They want to they want to see that game played and played at a high level. So I'm excited and I'm just appreciative of everything that you're doing um, when you hit every school throughout the season. Uh, I can remember back when I when I worked for Kenny Phillips in the relationship when you first started Box the Row and Coach would be on there and you'd be trying to pull them questions out of him. The man says like you were pulling teeth, you know. Coach, Coach Phillips wasn't as talkative. Now, he, he, he'd be always direct to the point, but you did a great job of getting him to loosen up. So I always appreciated that when I used to sit in the office and he'd call in and, and he'd have to talk with you once a week and everything. And, and I think it's just a great feeling. So I love it, and I'm excited to be doing this today. Yes, sir. Appreciate the kudos, man. Continued success to you and the Falcons for the upcoming season.
Thank you, brother. Thank you. So a good conversation with St. Augustine's head football coach, David Bowser here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can also watch us on our YouTube page, on the Box to Row YouTube page. On tomorrow's program, we're taking things to Oklahoma, and we'll talk with Quentin Morgan, the head football coach at Morgan State. You can find us on our website, BoxToRow.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. Pull up on the up, do we have a problem? Hold up, shorty, hold up, please don't touch me. Look at my fit, look at my ankle, look at my wrist. This one a 